You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Death's construction in the fields of bodies burning as the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind, poisoning their brainwashed minds. Welcome to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist Woolless Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia by the Community Radio Network. My name is Joseph Toscan. I'm hosting today's program. Tell me what anarchy is all about. Anarchos, without rulers. The anarchist uh, struggle is to create a society without rulers. Not without rules, without rulers. What gives rulers the ability to impose their will, as we see in Victoria currently, on uh, millions, if not hundreds of millions of people around the uh, globe? Very simple, inequalities in power and wealth. So the anarchist struggle is the struggle to devolve power, which is, means sharing power, and the struggle to keep wealth in common and use it for the common good, for the many, not the few. Now, before I uh, launch into the uh, first segment, which uh, I describe, it's as easy as one, two, three. I just want to make a number of points very clear to uh, regular listeners, and I'm sure most listeners uh, know this, but I will make it very clear because it's uh, in- intrinsically linked to what I'm going to say, and what I'm going to say is not going to be very pleasant. The first thing I want to point out is that I support vaccination. I have no problem with fluoride in the water. I think uh, all the garbage about chemtrails is garbage. I, I don't think... Or no, yeah, uh, 9-11 was an inside job. I think it was Thursday, and the list goes on and on. So I think it's... But I am currently... I am currently dismayed and disgusted by the response of the uh, Victorian government to COVID-19. I am totally disgusted by the fact that we are being run by... It looks like one man. The health minister has been uh, pushed aside. Most other ministers in the Andrews-led, I should say the Andrews government, not the Andrews Labor government, uh, are missing in action. The Victorian Labor Party has basically, the branches have basically been dissolved because of uh, branch stacking. And we are now seeing what happens when somebody has unlimited power. Unlimited power. If you're dismayed by the uh, uh, what riot police are doing in this uh, state, police behaviour, how people with mental illness are being shot or stomped on, hit by uh, police cars, and this goes on and on, 
you're not alone. And I did notice that the Deputy Premier attempted to dismiss criticism as criticisms coming from the Tin Hat Brigade. Well, I'm not part of the Tin Hat Brigade. I have nothing to do with the Tin Hat Brigade. I think the Tin Hat Brigade or the Tin Hat Brigade. But I am greatly concerned with the abuse of power we are seeing in this state and many other parts of Australia. A total abuse of power. I mean, if you know the old adage, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, all you've got to do is uh, listen to what's happening today and look at what's happening today to understand what's actually happening in our country. I don't think COVID-19 is a hoax. COVID-19 is real. It is a real problem. But the way it has been tackled in Victoria has been abysmal. Failure after failure after failure. Unnecessary deaths. Unnecessary curtailment of uh, common law liberties. And the list goes on and on. And what's extraordinary is how easy it is to declare a state of emergency, how easy it is to stop people associating, how easy it is to stop people moving, how easy it is to charge people with incitement, how easy it is to unleash the police force uh, on, on the people of this state. It is just an extraordinary abuse of power by a government which is totally dysfunctional. We should not have been in this situation. And the information that's coming out into the uh, investigation, into the quarantine breakdowns, as far as the hotels were concerned in this in Melbourne, where 99% of the current infections have come from, highlights the issue. If there is anybody left in the Labor Party with any decency who has any respect for basic human liberty, who is concerned about the out-of-control actions of the Victoria Police who are using the unlimited powers that have been given to them, not by the Victorian state government, but by a small band of cabinet ministers who've almost excluded everybody else from the decision-making process. Well, I think now's the time for you to act because we are at an extraordinarily difficult situation as far as uh, human liberty is concerned in this, in this state. And what's extraordinary is how easy it was. We were told we live in a democratic society. We were told constantly that power lies in Parliament. We were told that the, uh, we had uh, basic rights and liberties. And even in Victoria, we were told there is a human rights charter, which has always been a joke as far as I'm concerned. But now we are seeing how easy it is for the government of the day to impose restrictions, not just on individuals, but on businesses, destroy people's livelihoods uh, because of their own total incompetence in attempting to tackle this issue. So if you are disturbed by the images you see, 
if you are disturbed by the fact that uh, it's dismissed as, you know, we're just dealing with the Tin Hat Brigade, you know, a, a number of loonies. There are other people in this society who are equally disturbed, who don't support, who are not anti-vax, who don't, you know, support many of these uh, theories out there, who don't think COVID-19 is a hoax, who are quite concerned about how this whole issue has been handled by the Victorian state. Well, it's not the Victorian state government. It's interesting. It's about time that Andrews was removed from office. And that power lies directly in the hands of the Labor representatives in Parliament, in the Victorian Parliament. And I am sure, and I have heard, there is a lot of uh, concern among many Cabinet ministers and uh, many backbenchers regarding the Premier's authoritarian, totalitarian, take-no-prisoners response to the current situation. So uh, it is important that we tackle this issue as soon as possible. Obviously, every time people take to the streets in any way, they are fined heavily, thousands of dollars, they are arrested, they are pushed around, uh, it is just extraordinary sights. The type of sights you'd expect to see in, uh, you know, in uh, Minsk or Hong Kong, not in Victoria. And the thing is, it's all legal, totally, a hundred percent legal. And if you think they would not use these powers, which they have within the parliamentary process, to inhibit any type of protest in the future, think again, because they've done it. It was just so easy to to do it. And the reason it's so easy to do it, because in Australia, of all the OECD countries, we are the only country that has no constitutional protections for the individual from the arbitrary exercise of state power. And we are seeing the arbitrary exercise of the state power in this country, not just in Victoria, but the rest of the country, in terms of people being refused permission to leave the country, in terms of people being refused permission to come back into the country, and the list goes on and on. And if you think this is something new, this is not new. This is part of a creeping terrorisation of the population by the introduction of laws which are theoretically introduced to protect us from, you know, pedophiles and terrorists, which are used constantly to inhibit legitimate protest in this country. All you've got to do is ask a member of the CFM, MEU, what it means to have laws specifically designed to take away what are theoretically rights which we enjoy in Australia. You enjoy no rights. The only rights you enjoy are the rights which Parliament is willing to give you. And those of you who sat on the sidelines while we have treated asylum seekers and refugees in the most abysmal way 
and we continue to treat them in the most abysmal way. Those of you who sat on the sidelines while we've treated Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in this country in the most abysmal way, and we have been doing this for a century since colonisation began in 1788, need to understand that when laws are passed, uh, laws are made, they involve each and every one of us. And those of you who've kind of shrugged your shoulders about the plight of the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, if you think the pressure which has been placed on citizens in Australia is anything, uh, it's about 1% of what happens in the Gaza Strip. So if there's one positive is that I think people are beginning to understand that absolute power corrupts absolutely. So if there is one person, decent person, left in Parliament, in the Labor Party, I encourage you and I encourage you to take action to remove Andrews as Premier. There are other people in Cabinet who can do a better job because the way to defeat COVID-19 is not by usually taking the iron fist out of the velvet glove and terrorising people. The way is is to develop community cohesion because the reality is uh, the numbers have come down not because of the threats by Andrews. The numbers have come down because people, the majority of people, 99%, see that we need to make these sacrifices in order to decrease the chance of people dying from COVID-19 in our community. And this is what we've been doing as a population. We have been not acquiescing to their laws. What we have been doing is we've been acquiescing to the need to socially distance, to wash our hands, to wear masks, to curtail our liberties in order to get on top of the COVID-19 pandemic. And no amount of police, no amount of laws, no amount of terror tactics which are used by government to get people to obey, you know, these decrees, and these are decrees that we are seeing, will change this. And so if Mr Andrews thinks that it's only the Tin Hat Brigade that's out there that is concerned about the use of incitement force, about the way people are terrorised by the use of every armed division of the Victoria Police, by the use of extraordinary powers by the police, well, he needs to think again because there are many of us who are not part of the Tin Hat Brigade, you know, who are not on the fringes, who are not on the margins, who are exceptionally concerned about how easy it is to remove uh, so-called rights and liberties which we theoretically enjoy. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia by the Community Radio Network. My name's Joseph Toscano. This program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. That's 3cr.org.au. Now, looking for a job? Well, you may be one of the million-plus Australians who've lost their job and the million, two or three millions that will continue to uh, be out of work for a long, long time. Well, I've got some good news for you. ASIS, 
the Australian Secret Intelligence Service is recruiting. They're looking for people who are IT, you know, IT savvy. So if you're a big hacker out there, this is your big chance to apply for a government job with a super, uh, with a cushy superannuation, because ASUS is recruiting. And I'm thinking to myself, what do they do? They must play battleships all day because we are so concerned about the Chinese government, which is a government I have no track for or support or have a supported, you know, centralised communist government. We have them jumping up and down regarding some company in China collecting information about people in Australian You know, they've been collecting information about me for over 40 years. They've been collecting information about you all your life, especially since the introduction of the uh, social media. There are many, there are tens of large transnational corporations collecting information constantly about you. There are government secret service agencies which collect information about you. There are local councils which collect information about you. Every time you're pulled up by a, a police officer and you're asked to give them your licence and they uh, hack into their computer, they look into their computer, they're, they're looking at all the information that's been collected about you over decades. It's all there. It's all there. And for people to jump up and down because some Chinese company is collecting information which it may pass over to uh, the Chinese Communist Party or the Chinese Secret Service. Come on, grow up. We've been collecting information for generations. The current trial of people who were uh, involved in the, in the oil, uh, what should I say, disaster between East Timor and Australia, I mean, that was about us bugging the office of the East Timorese government to see what their uh, tactics would be in terms of uh, oil revenue. We now have Australians who are now, you know, involved in secret trials because they assisted the East Timorese government. We had the Australian Secret Service bugging the phone of a former an Indonesian Prime Minister, his wife, now, don't tell me we don't collect information ad nauseum every day. Don't tell me that all those nice people of Asia and Asia's his budget has been increased over the decades. Uh, all they do is uh, fill in crosswords and uh, cryptic crosswords and play battleships. Obviously, governments collect information about you. Private corporations collect information about you. That information is collected ad nauseum every minute of the day, every day of the week. And the more exposure you have to social media and the worldwide web, the more information is collected about you. So for us to jump up and down because some private, some Chinese companies collecting information about Australians and other people around the world who they think are movers and shakers, 
which means your information, my information, has been collected by them, but it has been collected by Australian Secret Service agencies. Well, then, you know, it's about time we looked at these things realistically and not jumped up and down and say, isn't it evil? Aren't they terrible? We do exactly the same thing, but we do it better because our resources are uh, much, much better, our uh, computer resources. So think about it. Now, I noticed that the American elections are heating up and uh, Mr Trump is, you know, making up that ground. It'll be interesting to see what the American people do, but at the end of the day, it's the American people's choice, and if they want Mr Trump for another four years, they'll have to deal with the problem, won't they? Hmm? They'll have to deal with the problem. I mean, uh, that's the issue, isn't it? Day in and day out, that is the issue, because if you don't believe in climate change, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. If you don't believe in COVID-19, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. If you don't believe in vaccination, it doesn't mean that all the problems you result from people who are not vaccinated don't, doesn't exist, and the list goes on and on. These issues are there whether we believe in them or not. And the great thing about the 21st century and the social media revolution is the fact that facts like that, that tautology, the fact that facts no longer matter all that matters is belief systems. And we saw what, what happened when we had uh, belief systems determining how we uh, we used to live our lives. I mean, I thought the age of reason had come, come in, but it looks like the age of reason has been knocked out. And uh, what we do is we just have beliefs. I believe that a green-eyed cat controls the universe. You know, I believe this and I believe that and I believe there's death after life and I believe God loves us all and it just goes on and on. You know, I believe a greenhouse doesn't exist. You hear it every day. Facts, figures, reason do not um, exist. Now, I remember two weeks ago I was uh, very upset when the... Um, not that me being upset means anything to anybody except me, obviously, uh, that the uh, Reason Party and the Victorian Greens and the Animal Justice, Victorian branch of the Animal Justice Party all voted to give the Andrews government, and I will call it the Andrews government, because it's not our government, it's his government, gave him unlimited powers for the next six months when they could have easily limited to four weeks and giving him unlimited powers four weeks after four weeks that period in order to contain the virus. So we are now reaping the benefits of that decision. As I said, that was a watermark decision as far as those minor parties was concerned. It's a little bit like the Australian Democrats when they supported the introduction of GST. It was a watershed moment for them because it meant the end of the Australian Democrats as a significant political force in this country. And that is the dilemma. When you give people unlimited power and they're willing to exercise that unlimited power, if there is one thing we have learned through human history, and this is one thing that anarchists say over and over and over again, the more power you give to somebody, whether you give it to them willingly or whether they seize that power and then exercise 
the force of a stain on you, the more power they have, the more damage they cause. And that's why it's essential there are voices in this community that are not cowered by COVID-19, that are not part of the Tin Hat Brigade, that are willing to stand up and say, the issue is inequalities in power and wealth. The more power you give to an individual economically or politically, the greater the damage which is caused to society. And that is exactly what we are seeing today. You're listening to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia by the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Now, we're uh, great fans of uh, of uh, the internet. Not that I do much, you know, the great thing about when, as you get older is you get surrounded by talented people who do the work. But um, we have a number of uh, sites which uh, you can have a look at. Uh, YouTube, public interest before corporate interest. Have a look at the YouTube presentation, public interest before corporate interest. You can go to anarchistmedia.org, anarchistmedia.org. As I said, it's as simple as one, two, three to remove what we believe were inherent rights and liberties that individuals enjoy in this country. Well, it's as simple as one, two, three to join public interest before corporate interest. Go to pipsy.net, P-I-B-C-I.net, download the application form, fill it out, either send it back to us on the, on, via the net, or you can always post it back to Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Have a look at the Constitution. If uh, you agree, we'll then become a member. And especially if you're a member of the Labor Party, one of these minor parties that has forgotten, you know, what its basic tenets are as far as uh, human liberty is concerned, the freedom to associate, the freedom to withdraw your labour, and all this goes on and on. I encourage you to join public interest before corporate interest. When we have 550 members on the electoral roll, we'll apply for registration as a federal political party because it's about time that ideas like the universal basic income, treaty or treaties with this country's First Nations people, ideas like uh, uh, counter-privatisation, the creation of a mixed economy, uh, ideas regarding how to tackle uh, the problem of uh, animal justice, the exceptionally important problem of uh, climate change, and the list goes on and on. So if you're uninterested and you're disillusioned, you've had enough, don't become cynical. As I said before last week, cynicism is the aphrodisiac of those who exercise power. They want you to be coward. They want you to you know, be huddling in a little corner. They want you to be cynical. They want you to think that change is impossible. Well, change is possible, irrespective of the of the laws which are introduced in this country. Because let's not forget, the current state of emergency can be introduced at any time for any reason. Because, and that's what we've seen, any time, any reason. You think if an organisation like Public Interest before Corporate Interest, which wanted to redistribute wealth, change the economic uh, framework and... Uh, 
you know, overturn corporate power in this country if we were a significant force in this country, do you think they wouldn't try to introduce the same rules? Do you think they wouldn't try to put the finger at us and say we're part of a tin hat brigade? Of course they would. And the tragedy is that as far as the Australian Constitution is concerned, as I keep saying over and over again, as I've been saying for over four decades, there is no protection for the individual from the arbitrary exercise of state power. There is no protection as far as freedom of association is concerned. There is no protection in terms of withdrawing your labour in a strike, as we've seen with the current legislation, which makes striking illegal in this country, except outside of very small enterprise bargaining agreement period where you've got to jump so many hoops and, uh, you know, it's impossible. And all this goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And if you think what happens in China and what happens in Russia doesn't happen in Australia or can't happen in Australia, there's legislation in place over the last two to three decades which uh, not only can introduce a state of emergency or a state of disaster, but there's legislation in place which allows the Attorney-General to ban any organisation he or she wishes at any time for any reason. And if you don't believe me, look at the legislation. There is legislation in place where we can have secret trials, and as we saw regarding the um, uh, the East Timor oil dispute, how individuals can be tried secretly and even jailed secretly. And if you mention their names, you can be jailed. And if you're a member of a trade union, if you're a member of the CFMEU, if you refuse to answer questions, you can be jailed. I mean, it's not the jailing which is the issue. They don't want martyrs, but they've changed the laws in such a way as to bankrupt individuals in a very short period of time to destroy their livelihoods, destroy uh, their support for their people, for their families. It's an extraordinary situation. If you think I'm exaggerating, look around you. If you live in Melbourne, you can't leave the city. If you live in Melbourne, you can't travel more than five kilometres from where you live. If you live in Melbourne, uh, it's not unusual for the police to rough you up and the list goes on and on and on. What Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders have been telling us for generations we are now beginning to understand as a people. And as I said before, the key to controlling COVID-19, the damage which is controlled by, caused by COVID-19, the key is social cohesion. It's about us pulling in the same direction and you don't pull in the same direction by introducing draconian laws and terrorising people. You're listening to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia by the Community Radio Network. Let's move on. I mean, I could talk about this for uh, till the cows come home. The only trouble is I don't have any cows, so that'll be for eternity. So um, all I can say is um, I'm going to move on. But I think I've made points, and uh, it's not just the Tin Hat Brigade that's a concern. There's a lot of people that are concerned about how the state, one individual, can exercise such extraordinary power over so many people 
an individual who has made so many mistakes, who refuses to listen, who refuses to take advice. And as I said before, if there's anybody left in the Labor Party, and there is no Victorian branch of the Labor Party anymore because the branches have been suspended and it's all the power lies in the executive, if there's any Labor politicians out there who are feeling, you know, uh, concerned, now's the time to act and vote Andrews out of office, replacing as leader. I mean, since the health minister made a few comments about how she was concerned the way things were going, you've noticed that she's out of the picture, no longer able. Why do you think it's only Andrews you see day after day after day after day? That's because it's as if we don't have a government. It's as if the people who are in cabinets and the backbench have got nothing to offer in order to contain the problems which are caused by COVID-19. I'll just go one step further regarding the $3 billion package to, to assist small business, which was released by the Andrews government. I won't call it the Andrews-led government. I'll call it the Andrews one-man band. That $3 billion is ridiculous, ridiculous compensation. The government raises 5 to $6 billion every year through stamp duty alone. A lot of that $3 billion is about deferring payroll tax. And when you look at sole traders, the maximum a sole trader who's got a, a lease can receive in compensation is $3,000, which is not even one month's rent. No wonder people uh, find themselves in such a desperate situation. OK, let's move on. And don't forget, ACES is recruiting, so if you're a, you know, you're a social butterfly, social media butterfly, and you're a hacker, this is your chance to get a permanent, well-paid job. And as ACES doesn't collect in, any information about anybody, because that's what we're told, we, we don't collect information, it's only the Chinese and the Russians that collect information about other people, well, you spend all your time, you know, um, playing battleships. What a way to spend your time. Okay. Now... I know that you're all excited about the uh, federal government wanting to pass legislation to make Google and Microsoft companies which uh, don't pay tax, well, they pay voluntary taxation and uh, rake in a lot of money, especially during the COVID-19 crisis where the virtual world has become the real world. Well, have you wondered why? Now, I've been impressed by the federal Greens because the Federal Greens have said, no, this legislation is all about putting more money in Murdoch's pocket. And remember Mur Murdoch, the uh, leader of the legacy media in this country, who owns over 75% of the non-virtual media in this country, is losing a bit of money. He's losing a bit of money because Google and Microsoft are using their garbage to put on their sites, OK? So this legislation is all about putting money back in Murdoch's pocket. Remember a few years ago we were conducting a campaign because he received an $800-plus million tax refund, his company, uh, for a little bit of uh, creative accountancy. And it's all legal, of course. It's always legal, especially when you've got such weak taxation laws. Well, isn't it extraordinary that they're going to all this trouble to help their mate Murdoch? Maybe with a federal election coming up before 
May 2022. They are going to need Mr Murdoch's support and isn't this a wonderful way to buy his support? So the Greens have finally woken up from their COVID-19 slumber in federal parliament. They've said, well, if you want our support to ensure that Mr Murdoch gets a lot of money from Google and Microsoft, you're going to have to increase support for the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, SBS, and the newly created Australian Associated Press, which provides information to media outlets for them to use, which is currently almost on the... Well, is it on its knees and about to be bankrupted by Murdoch-led forces? So let's see whether they're willing to stick to their gun and actually refuse to pass the legislation in the Senate. Let's see whether the ALP... Uh, will bend, and obviously the ALP in this situation is going to bend because they think, well, they know they need Murdoch as much as the Liberal National Party, but what they need to understand is Murdoch will never support them. So a negative for the Victorian Greens, a positive for the uh, Federal Greens. I think uh, they found a weak point uh, as far as this is concerned, and because, uh, as I said before, this legislation is really not about protecting... Uh, media sources and ensuring they get uh, money for what the work they've done. It's basically to put money in Murdoch's pocket so they can buy his allegiance for the federal election in May 2022. This is the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Remember the Banking Royal Commission? Hmm? Do you remember the Banking Royal Commission? Well, it did finish 15 finished 18 months ago, and it showed the disdain and disgust that the Australian banks had for their customers. It showed how they were exploited. It showed how many took their own lives because of the bank's unconscionable behaviour. And we were told at the end of the Royal Commission, which the federal government resisted, for, you know, resisted year after year after year after year that legislation would be passed to ensure that this type of behaviour never occurred again. Guess what? Yeah, the, the, the great thing about COVID-19 is you can use it to, you know, hide a lot of things. And guess what? Well, that legislation hasn't been introduced into Parliament and there is no plans to introduce it into Parliament for years and they think that people will just forget about it. Obviously, the banks have been forced to provide a honeymoon to people who can't pay their mortgages because they've lost their jobs because of the government response to the COVID-19 crisis. But as JobKeeper decreases and the job seeker decreases and the screws turn on people, uh, and the banks want their pound of flesh. It's very likely that increased pressure is going to be placed on customers to not only extend their mortgage, but to reply, repay arrears. And all those people who've been able to uh, hold off paying rent or part of their rent, let's not forget this is deferred. The rent was deferred, especially for small business. And if these businesses don't open up, as soon as the job keeper dies, 
or gets to a, a, such a low level, we will find tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands of small businesses in this country collapsing. And if small businesses collapse, that means people lose their homes because most people involved in small businesses take out loans and the only asset they have is their home. That's right. So if there's one time that we need legislation to go through Parliament to protect people from the avarice and greed uh, and the unconscionable behaviour of the banking sector, now is the time. But the banking industry has been able to uh, defer this legislation. You're not able to defer any legislation, but they're able to defer this legislation. And they have deferred this legislation, and they're hoping that this legislation will never go through Parliament so they can continue on their merry round of create, making profits by exploiting their customers. Just an extraordinary situation. Just extraordinary. But that's the great thing about COVID-19. You can use it to push aside a lot of things. You can use it to introduce legislation that's uh, unconscionable. I'll give you another example. Now, you know how we've been treating asylum seekers and refugees in the rural Manus Island in this country. You know. You know. I know. It's been abysmal. When, when you're there, no job keeper, no job seeker, and the list goes on and on. No unemployment benefits, the list goes on and on. It, the way people are treated is abysmal. People are kept in isolation for years, seven years now, eight years, because they have the audacity to apply for asylum. Hmm? And the tragedy is that most of these people have been deemed to be refugees, and they're still denied the right to enter this country. But it gets better. It gets better. Currently, there is legislation in Parliament which Jackie Lambie will push one way or another. There is legislation in Parliament that is going to allow the Commonwealth Government to confiscate asylum seekers and refugees who are who are held in detention, confiscate their SIM cards and phones and give the police more power, border force more power, to intimidate and terrorise these people. That's right, Mr Dutton is at it again. At it again. They want to confiscate phones, because if you don't confiscate the phones, people can talk to the outside world. You can put a human face to the person in detention. You can write a, a book. That's right. You can write a book with your phone, text. Now, look, don't believe one word you're hearing about pedophiles and people in detention running criminal enterprises. The government is the same power it has outside a detention centre, even more as it has inside a detention centre. If there are people who are using their phone to run an illegal business, they could be dealt with under the current laws. I mean, it's just extraordinary, isn't it? It's just extraordinary that here at the height of the COVID-19 crisis, we have legislation in place that is going to remove people's only 
contact with their family overseas, with the media, with support groups, because it embarrasses the government. As long as these people are anonymous, as long as we don't know their name, as long as we can't see their photograph, as long as we can't hear their voices, then we can dehumanise them. So let's not forget that the same laws that are used to dehumanise and marginalise people in this situation are the same laws that this government and state governments can use to marginalise you. For generations, Indigenous people have been telling you how terrible things have been in this country. For generations, we've just shrugged our shoulders and just moved on. For years, asylum seekers have been telling us how difficult life is in this country. We shrugged our shoulders and moved on. When the intervention occurred in the Northern Territory and the Racial Discrimination Act was removed, we shrugged our shoulders and moved on. When we see the Tin Hat Brigade in uh, Victoria being uh, terrorised, we shrug our shoulders and move on. The reality is, what COVID-19 has highlighted is how easy it is for governments at all levels to remove what rights you think you have because under our constitutional arrangement, I'll keep saying it again and again, the individual has no protection against the arbitrary exercise of state power. And if you're looking to the major political parties to protect you, think again. If you're thinking, looking to the corporate-owned media to protect you, think again. If you're thinking, looking at the government guild at ABC to protect you, think again. And the list goes on and on and on and on. The only people who protect you, you. We are the people we've been waiting for. We are the people we've been waiting for. That's why we created public interest before corporate interest in 2015. That's why I'm still involved in the organisation. That's why I, uh, every week I do my best in order to uh, encourage people to join us because I can't see any other organisation in this country that's willing to take these risks, that is willing to put these ideas on the agenda, on the political, social and cultural agenda in this country. Okay, let's move on. As I said before, you can uh, you know you can access the application form going to pipci.net, p-i-b-c-i.net. Let's move on. Gas. Isn't it extraordinary? COVID nineteen. Federal government is talking about gas, 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 gas. And I learned two new words this week. Uh, you know, uh, two new words. So one I can remember, which is intermittent energy. Intermittent energy. That is energy which is produced by wind and solar. Intermittent. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. As if there's no research being done on batteries that can hold this energy. But we're told it's intermittent and we need something else. Now, even the federal government has realised that coal is on its knees and that it's not going to happen. 
So now they're talking about gas. Now, believe it or not, gas is a fossil fuel. And Australia now is overtaking Qatar and is the biggest, the largest gas exporter in the world, okay? The tragedy is that the contracts which were set up by both the former Labor government, the Liberal National Party, the tragedy is that the contracts which were set up meant that all the gas was sold overseas. That's right. So we have gas companies in this country, a few multinational transnational corporations, which are making extraordinary profit, who are paying no taxation currently and won't be paying any taxation for about 30 years, okay? Now the federal government is saying we will use taxpayers' money to build a gas plant. We'll get the hydroelectric uh, scheme, people who we, which we control, to build a huge gas plant in New South Wales to provide permanent energy. Come on. They want to use our money to build a gas plant, which most likely will never provide the energy required, which will increase greenhouse emissions. When nobody in the private sphere is willing to go down that path because they've seen the writing on the wall as far as gas and coal is concerned. But the federal government is still being pushed around by the gas and coal lobby. It is still beholden to them. Because let's not forget our current Prime Minister is the very man who brought a lump of coal into Parliament House to show his support for that particular industry. So instead of saying, let's do research or support research uh, regarding battery development, which is going on around the world, so solar and wind energy is not intermittent energy, what they say is, let's, let's make another gas plant. And if nobody in the private sector is willing to invest in it, it's not going to make a profit. Let's use taxpayers' money to uh, to create that. How extraordinarily stupid. How extraordinarily stupid. But, as I said before, we live in the 21st century. The age of reason has gone. It's all about belief systems. Whether you're on the, you know, you're a protest or whether you're a president of the United States of America, forget about the sign. It's a belief system. We believe this and I believe that. Now, I could believe that the Martians, I've got Martians in my pocket. Hmm? I wouldn't tell that to the Victoria police because they could shoot me maybe because, you know, if you've got a mental illness these days, it's a dangerous thing to have in this country. But, you know, I could be, I could be a, I could believe that, but does it mean I've got Martians in my pocket? No. I may have nits in my pocket, but I won't. I have Martians in my pocket. If I believe the world is going to get colder like President Trump, well, is it going to get colder? Hmm? If the reality tells you something else? You know, if I believe 
that vaccination is bad for you, although vaccines have saved hundreds of millions of lives over the last, you know, 100 years. Does that mean it's true? Obviously it's not. I mean, the age of reason is behind us. We are now entered an age of belief, the belief system. I mean, IS had a belief system. The Taliban, which is currently in negotiations with the, was going to start negotiations with the Afghan government after the US withdrew support, has a belief system. The Ayatollahs in Tehran have a belief system. The Pope has a belief system. Our Prime Minister, Happy Clapper, has a belief system. Does that belief system make it real? Of course it doesn't. The fact that in the 21st century, in the time of instant communication, virtual world and the social media, there are so many people who are hostages to belief systems. It's just, it's just an extraordinary situation we find ourselves in. So if you have a belief system, think about it. What does that belief system do for you except reinforce your prejudices? We should be talking about knowledge and facts. Obviously, there are debates as far as facts are concerned. But at the end of the day, I'd prefer to put my hands, my future, my children's future and their children's future and my friends' futures in the hands of people who rely on facts, not belief. You've been listening to the Anarchist World this week broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. My name is Joseph Toscano. As I said before, we uh, use a number of platforms in order to get our ideas across. If you like what you hear, do something about it. There's no point. There is no point just thinking about things. I mean, without action, there's no change. It's very simple. So a few things. This program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. I encourage you to access the podcast. I encourage you to join public interest before corporate interest. Go to the website pipsy.net, P-I-B-C-I.net. Download the application form. If you don't have a computer or a printer and you want an application form, leave a message on 04. 39 395 489. That's 0439 395 489. Yes, I do answer letters. I've just been answering letters today. You can send letters to Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can go to my Facebook page, Joseph Toscano. Uh, you can go to. Um, uh, YouTube, Public Interest Before Corporate Interest. Twitter, Pipsy, capitals, P-I-B-C-I, underscore A-U, capital. You can go to Instagram, Pipsy, P-I-B-C-I-A-U-S. You can go to anarchistmedia.org. You can go to uh, other Facebook pages, Defend Extend Public Housing, and the list goes on and on. So there's a lot of ways we can communicate, there's a lot of ways we can continue, but at the end of the day, what we need is ideas, we need to develop those ideas, we need people to get involved. Without involvement of other people, we're basically talking to each other, and uh, talking to each other in the virtual world 
even on uh, broadcasting, is really a waste of time unless we are willing to take action. So don't forget, the program is podcast. The Anarchist World This Week is podcast. Go to 3cr.org.au. Go to the YouTube channel, public interest before corporate interest. Go to anarchistmedia.org. Go to pipsy.net. Remember, ultimately, we are the people we've been waiting for. We are the people we've been waiting for. If we're not willing to work together to change things, nothing will ever change. Thank you for listening to The Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.